Well, hello everyone. This is Harley Sealbinder, back with another episode. I think this is episode three. So today I I'm talking about something that is quite optimistic. It, there's a lot of good news in what I'm talking about, and you might when you're scrolling the news or scrolling social media or talking with people, you might think that there's there's a lot of bad news, and there is, but I feel like good news just isn't highlighted as much. News outlets won't post good news because it gets less clicks. Social media posts that incite anger and and polarization, those posts get a lot more likes and, and views. Whereas good news posts with good news just don't receive the same type of attention. So I I want to come today with a lot of good news that about human progress. And I'm using a few different sources, the main being a book called 10 Global... Ten, oh man, let me say it again. 10 Global Trends Every Smart Person Should Know by Marian Tupi. So he collects statistics from the UN Bank and all kinds of economists. And he compiled this list of 10 different trends that humanity has faced over the past 200 years-ish. A few of the stats are smaller time windows, but I'll get into each specific trend. But reading this last June and July, I was overwhelmed with hope that, wow, we are really making the world a better place. And there's been a ton of good that's come out of the past 200 years of innovation and technological revolution and all of that. So so yeah, good news happens slowly, but over a long period of time, a lot of good has occurred. So I'm here to highlight that. All right, here's trend number one. So the world's economy has grown 100-fold in the past 200 years. The standards of living have skyrocketed. So before 100 years ago, we had we barely lived longer than 30 years old. People didn't know their grandparents. You, you died out of childhood mortality. Just people didn't live very long. You had to fight others to survive. Food was scarce, etc. And and the stat for the trend one, I guess, is that wealth has increased by 100% from 1820 to 2017. We have we have way more wealth, and it's hit an exponential curve. And so that's pretty awesome. And that's the first trend. The second trend is poverty has decreased pretty rapidly over the past 200 years from 84% of the world back in 1820 that were living in absolute poverty to now only 8% of the world living in absolute poverty. And the United Nations defines uh, absolute poverty by people living on less than $1.90 a day. And so if if people were living on less than $1.90 a day, they are considered to be in abject poverty or absolute poverty, either one. And and that number has decreased from 84% of the world to 8% of the world. There's about 810 million more people to raise out of absolute poverty. And and here's an interesting stat that goes along with uh, trend two, which is over the last 25 years, 
we have raised 137,000 people out of absolute poverty every single day. So today we raised at least 137,000 people out of absolute poverty. Yesterday the same, the day before the same. And it's just, oh, you don't go on your news site and see, wow, excellent news. We've raised one-tenth of a million people out of absolute poverty today. We should be jumping for joy. No, those the, those news articles don't exist, or they just aren't as frequent because they just get less attention. So that's great news to me. And and we've and that rate of poverty decrease has has not occurred until the past two hundred years with this technological revolution and and everything else. So that's just crazy news. So probably by twenty thirty five we can get pretty much everyone out of the absolute poverty range and becoming wealthier and wealthier. So that's just very hopeful to me. Okay, trend three. So. Due to the falling birth rates of today, the population is looking like it will cap out at under a billion people, counter to the idea that we are running out of space. So back, you think like 100, 200 years ago, it was quite beneficial to have as many kids as possible because more kids yielded more labor that was free and more people starting families and creating wealth so that you didn't have to be as poor. And if you had a farm and you had 12 kids, that's awesome farm work. And your business is going to grow way better than if you just had one kid. And, and you see how like population has been really booming. Like it's increased a lot in the past hundred, 200 years, but since around 1960 and 50, when birth control became a thing and and less children seem to be the model that a lot of parents would go to. These days you see families with maybe four is a four is a lot and one and two and three is kind of the average. And and that's because you don't need 10 kids to help grow your farm these days. Typically you can survive economically with way less children. So economists suggest that the population is going to cap out at 9 billion and then kind of slowly decrease due to the smaller amount of children being born each year. So people are sometimes worried about, oh, we're running out of space. Oh, and I'm like, oh, just, just look at the numbers. And it doesn't seem like that's true. And, and sometimes more people is, in, is beneficial because when there's more people that are not starving and, and able to think about problems that the world is facing. That means there's more brain power going to these complicated problems and probably solutions will come quicker. So I would say more people is, is kind of better. So it's almost unfortunate that we're decreasing in population, but that that's okay. I think, I think we'll be okay. All right. Trend number four. So our resources have become way more easy to to uh, generate and use. So like, here's an interesting statistic. Back in 1800, it took 5.4 man hours to work, to earn one hour's worth of light. They'd have to take their time, find wax, build wax, put it into candle form and, and throw a wick in there, light it, and the candle only lasts like three hours, maybe two hours. 
and then you're out of light and all of that work was kind of for nothing besides two or three hours worth of light. And nowadays you keep your light on all day and it, it doesn't cost much more than a penny or two and it, it costs about point zero 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 two seven man hours to work to earn one hour's worth of light so that 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 revolution of technology alone has has yielded more wealth and just more prosperity and more innovation so we can see what we're doing with all this light that's pretty interesting and uh yeah resources just become more abundant as technology improves so that's something to be grateful for. This podcast is kind of a lesson on gratitude and how I hear people, especially Americans these days, complaining like, oh, we have it so bad. Oh, things are going to crap. Oh, there's so many problems. I'm like, yes, yes, and yes. But we still have so much to be thankful for. And look at all this progress that humans have have overcome and like look what our ancestors have given to us i think a little bit of thanks could be really necessary and and honestly therapeutic like taking a step back putting yourself into someone who lived in 1800s and being like wow we we have running water plumbing heating cool air if we need it light oven fridge we have everything we need and even the poorest people in america have all of those resources and because wealth and innovation have made all of those items cheap and affordable and accessible so it's just very cool to see that how far we've come and a little bit of perspective and and gratitude could be in order in my opinion all right trend number five so Getting daily food was a struggle for our ancestors for for as long as we can remember until the past maybe like 50 years or less. And like you had to scavenge for food. You had to go hunt dangerous animals. You had to be out in the wilderness. You had no idea if food was going to come. You had no idea if you could find any animals. Uh, you might have to just eat some berries if you could find any. Or you might just starve, which is very, very possible and happened all the time. So... In 1961, humans consumed an average of 2,196 calories per day, whereas in 2017, humans consume an average of 2,962 calories per day. Due to the scientific innovation in farming equipment and techniques, this has become possible. There are about 800 million people still in absolute poverty, which is $1.90 a day which is about 9% of the population. But guess what? There are 1.6 billion people that are overweight and 650 million of them are obese. So technically speaking, we have twice as many fat people than we do starving people. And that has never ever been possible until the past 40, 30 years because there was never enough food for everyone to go around. That was not possible. People, if the, the only fat people back in the day were the wealthiest of the wealthy, nowadays, poor people can be fat in America, no problem, because we have such a surplus of food, which is another thing to be grateful for. If back in 1800, they heard that there was going to be more fat people than starving people, they would jump for joy. And I don't think being fat is a great thing, but it's better than starving. 
And we can talk about how to decrease fat later, but that's, that's another episode coming up maybe. But it's just, it puts you into perspective. Like, wow, people have food. We, we aren't starving. We can actually, we got enough nutrition so that we can now focus on making the world a better place at our jobs and in our side hustles and in, in our conversations and what we do. And it's like, we aren't just focused solely on survival anymore. A lot of us, especially in my area of the United States, it's like we have time because food is available all the time. So it's just, just more grat- gratitude that you should be maybe recognizing and all right. Let's quick switch pages. All right, trend number six. Due to the higher agricultural productivity, we can now return more land to nature. Between 1982 and 2016, the global tree canopy has increased by the size of Alaska and Montana combined. So about, we've increased the amount of forests that we have by 35% in Europe and the United States. And it's because we've, we've understand, we've understood how to create more food with less land and less resources. We, we, we've scientifically innovated our farming techniques, which, which means that we can now start growing trees way more and way more. And I still see things on social media about how we're destroying forests and how capitalism is ruining the world because you don't care about nature and you only care about profit. And I'm like, when you become more rich and less starving and everyone now has food, we now have more people who have more brain capacity to even start thinking about the problems of not having enough trees. And so it's like when people get richer and more and less hungry, they now can actually care about the environment more. And that's why we're planting more trees than ever before in human history. So it's like you don't hear that when you're scrolling through your social media. It's like, no, you see pictures of trees burning and terrible things happening. And and it's like, yeah, there are a lot of terrible things happening, but let's flip the coin and look at the optimistic perspective today. So that's what I'm doing. All right. Trend number seven, we have increased the number of cities pretty substantially. And, and cities are the engines of progress, ideas, innovation, culture, better paid work. The average city dweller uses less energy emits less carbon dioxide and uses and has a smaller land footprint than folks that live in the country. So more people are living in cities and actually there's more opportunities in cities and there's more innovation happening when in cities and people get paid more in cities and the world becomes a better place more quickly in cities typically. And I'm not saying everyone should move to a city. It's not for everyone, but some people look at cities as a total net negative and I'm like, well, there are cons, and but there are pros, so I'm just trying to play the optimistic card today. And, and you see, like, people say, oh, all these cities are ruining all this area where nature used to be. And it's like, yes, but we also, in using the innovation and ideas that the city has generated, we now have been able to pr- produce 35% increase in forest and, and so it's just, it's a trade-off we have to do as humans because that's what life is, a game of trade-offs. All right, trend number eight. 
The world has become less authoritarian and more democratic since the collapse of the Soviet Union and the Berlin Wall in 1989. You just think back. You read history a bit, and, and you look back and you see these one or two people in charge of all the rest, and they get most of the spoils, and all the rest of the people are slaves, serfs, low class. They get maybe a crumb or two of bread, maybe not. It's like, nowadays, we've increased the amount of countries that are democratic and aren't totalitarian or authoritarian. There's the individuals in each country have more say these days than they used to. It's like people are becoming a little bit more free, maybe not in the last year due to COVID, but there's been a lot less authoritarianism since 1989, which, which allows us to sit down as people, individuals and debate, disagree and, and figure out the truth. Like that's the point of talking and the point of free speech. It's so that, Stupid ideas can be sh can be told that they're stupid, and better ideas can come about due to that. So I think that's pretty hopeful as too, because more countries are democratic, which means there's more discussions going on. Hopefully, so that's pr pretty cool. All right, trend number nine: warfare between nations has declined since the end of World War II, even though the total number of countries ha has increased, and also wars have become less deadly. So there's there's less bloodshed. There's less blood being shed in war compared to before t World War II and nowadays we have such advanced medicine and science that injuries can be healed quicker. You won't die from an infection out in the war like a 100 years ago, even the richest people in the world would die from an infection. So we we just have a lot to be grateful for. You slice your hand and, oh no, it, it might get infected. Wait, we have soap, antiseptic, anything. You can just throw it on there. Oh wait, let's not thank God that we have this. Let's, let, let's thank God that we have this because it's so great. And a lot of people just don't realize how great they have it because a hundred years ago, you'd die of an infection. And you'd be shipped to war because war was a lot more likely and you'd die out in the war, very likely. So it's the world seems to be coming a little bit more peaceful in some ways. There's a few reasons because of that and I'm not even going to dive into that because I just want to talk about the trends. Alright, finally, the 10th trend. So the chance of dying in natural disaster has fell by 99 percent since 1925. The innovation that we have allows us to plan better and build safer. So you think back in 1900 and a hurricane comes, your house is going to be destroyed. Your area, your neighborhood is going to be flooded. A lot of people you know are going to die. It's going to be a terrible event. And they were terrible events. but. As we grow in wealth and grow in innovation, we've been able to build structures that can withstand high winds and high, and water, and we've, we've built water, like seawalls to, to, to defend against the big waves that occur, and we've built buildings that can withstand tornadoes, glass that w won't shatter and destroy someone's face when they're standing by the window, and just... We've, fought, we've been able to fight fires way, way easier than we used to. We've, 
there's just way less deaths in regards to natural disasters. If you're like, how are if you're thinking to yourself, likelihood of dying, you'll a lot of people will probably die in their old age, or they'll die in a car accident. But those are the two high ones. But dying due to natural disaster, that's just something you don't think of. But a hundred years ago, that's something everyone was thinking of because natural disasters occur quite oftenly, but they didn't have the innovation to protect against that. So that's just, that's the 10th trend right there. It it's just adds a little bit more gratitude that you should have if you live in America and live in the 21st century. And, and don't get me wrong, this episode might seem naively optimistic, like, oh, Harley's just... He's not talking about any of the problems that humans are facing right now. He's only talking about the good that's come. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because today I'm, I'm talking about the 10 trends that should make someone rationally optimistic. That doesn't mean that there's still a ton to make better. There, there's always things to improve. So I'm, my goal is to keep improving these, to keep helping people get wealthier so that they can have more time and can spend more resources on making the world a better place and getting more people out of starvation, and increasing the amount of food that we can produce, and everything like that. And and I think we can do that. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on all of these trends, and I would love to hear your guys' ideas on what global topics or global problems, global issues that we need to solve as, as a unity. So in the comments, let me know what problems have you've seen on your newsfeed, and and I'm going to make videos on all kinds of these different problems because I feel like when people come together and discuss the complexity of each problem, we can then understand what the best solution might be. And if we get enough people talking about it, the world will truly become a better place. So who's with me in researching and learning more about these trends that the world is going through and how to improve the standard of living for everyone? And I'm fully down to do that. So thank you so much for listening, and this has been an optimistic episode. I hope you liked it.